when I say create your offer, I don't mean this philosophically. I don't mean it principally. I don't mean it as a concept. I don't mean write on a napkin what you think you're going to do. I mean, create an offer, put it up online for sale. And that is your first action before your website, before your blog, before your about page, before, uh, you know, your Instagram or your Facebook goes up before you do anything. Set the infrastructure up to be able to take, accept, and make money. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. Today, what we are talking about is how do you launch and build a new brand? And I'm going to approach this from a perspective that you probably haven't thought about before. And hopefully we'll give you a few critical insights, six key insights to be exact, that will help you do that. You've been wanting to launch a new brands, or maybe you're launching a new program within your brand. So you've already got your company, you've already got your brand, you already love what you're doing, but you're thinking, gosh, I, I want to kind of refresh a certain program. I want to start a new one. Today, I'm going to talk about how I approach that journey. And I don't pretend I get it all right. I don't pretend I know all the right answers, but I have learned a lot. You know, over the course of my career, we've launched over 24 different products, programs, courses, 
And we had to think through each of those. We had to uh, launch four or five different LLCs and businesses to do my overall business. And we have just had, I mean, quite a run the last 10 years as many have been along with us. So we're going to use a word today that I really, really have not liked. And I really teach people to uh, just like not get over and rolled in. And that is this word brand. Okay. Because uh, I think branding or marketing branding type of conversations get a little bit too philosophical. I think that too many people spend a tremendous amount of time in thinking through a brand. They think, what's my logo look like? What's my business card look like? You know, do I have an office that's big enough yet? You know, let's go buy all the gear, all the things. Let's, let's just go build a new company. And their focus is all on the aesthetics. What's it look like? How's it going to be perceived versus on the economics, which is how do we get this thing going? How do we make money? And I think if you always focus on aesthetics at the beginning of launching a brand versus economics, you're not going to make it to year two, three, and four. And that's the truth. I mean, how many people have you seen to go launch a new product, new brand? They put all this money in, all this time, all this attention. They don't even know if it works, if it resonates. And yet, you know, they've spent more time thinking about what their business card looks like than what their key offers, products, and services are. They've thought more about, well, what's my email template? Then they have thought about what's the email sequence that's going to make them money. And so in general, because brand conversations have traditionally focused completely on aesthetics and what's the message, what's the feel, what's the positioning and all these things versus economics, what's the offer and how do we sustain that and scale that? I, I tend to have a strong leaning towards a better conversation that makes sure that you survive the first two years of your business, which is always focused on the economics of it. Right. So I might have a particular bent as I go through today. And I thought I'd reveal that's my bias. I also happen to have the blessing of one of our offices in, in um, Portland, Oregon is, you know, in a former branding agency's floor that basically didn't have the ability to sustain the office that we're in. And that's because they were focused on the old school branding marketing agency stuff and nothing against that. But do you know how many branding agencies went out of business in the last five years? And thank God. I'm glad they did. Just like a lot of PR companies went out of business in the last five years. Thank gosh. Why? Because they were overcharging people to have philosophical, lame conversations that didn't get specific business results. And now we live in a world today where if you're an agency, it's like, okay, show me your conversions. Let's see your ad spend. Let's see your, you know, how much you're spending and how much you're earning back. Now it's a data driven world that shows that you can't just be like, Let's spend six months talking about what a product looks like. It's let's get to market. Let's test the model. Let's make sure we have what we have that people like, enjoy, but most impor importantly, will purchase. And then let's scale from that purchase, which leads me to the very first thing. If you're considering a new brand or launching something new, my very first step for you, step number one is create your offer. First and foremost, when we started thinking about HPX, I wasn't like, what's the logo? I could care less. My first question is, what is the first offer? And how do we get the first offer in front of people as soon as humanly possible to test out this model, to test out whether or not this is a viable company, to test out whether we know what we have actually works and we can collect some money to start growing and scaling the team. Now, obviously, that's an entrepreneurial perspective that I have. But I think it's really important. Many of you have a dream to launch a big fancy name or a big fancy company, a big fancy brand, but you're not clear on what's that first thing you're going to make and charge for, you know, especially these days, you know, when, in the influencer world, everyone wants, well, I just want to be an influencer, Brandon. I'm like, great. And they're like, I'm, they're thinking about their, you know, they're, they're spending all day, every day doing photo shoots, doing selfies, doing like trying to figure out what. What do my tiles and Instagram look like when they look at the grid view? They're spending more time on that than they're thinking about actually making money. And so remember, brand is a business and you got to be thinking as a business person, okay, what am I going to make here? What are we going to actually charge? So what I'd love you to do when I say create your offer, I don't mean this philosophically. I don't mean it principally. I don't mean it as a concept. I don't mean write on a napkin what you think you're going to do. I mean, 
create an offer, put it up online for sale, and that is your first action before your website, before your blog, before your about page, before, uh, you know, your Instagram or your Facebook goes up, before you do anything, set the infrastructure up to be able to take, accept, and make money. That's not how most people do it. Why? Because we're in a world that cares more about aesthetics than economics, and that's why most businesses are gone in a couple months. So let me give you an example, and I really want to make this land home for you all. Like Denise and I, what we did b- before we launched some big fancy blog for HPX, that's coming, before we launched new podcasts, new social media, new content, uh, before we set up a rhythm with the teams, before we did anything, we were like, okay, what do we sell that first two weeks of January? What is it? And many of you guys, if you saw us launch, we launched our productivity masterclass. So we said, you know what? Beginning of the year, productivity is really hot. Let's jump on that. Notice that might not be the key offering for HPX down the line. What we said is, okay, what time of year is it? What do people need? What are they looking for? Let's create a first offer of the new brand that will offer that. In other words, what's the need of the market? What's the need right now? What's, what are they likely to buy? Let's get out something like that with our new brand on it, which was literally just the words, just the letters, HPX in some, you know, fancy font. And that was it. Let's go. And with that intention, we had a great kickoff. We had a great launch of transformation week leading into the offer of productivity masterclass. Now, think about all the other things we could have done in our first month of business. I really want you to think about this. In our first month of business, what could we have done? We could have spent five hours with designers, right? We could have spent six hours with tons of teams. We could have, you know, we could have written 10 blog posts. We could have set up the infrastructure of the podcast. We could have done all the things. We didn't do any of that. Why? That is not what sustains the business. And I can't tell you how many people get this wrong. They literally spend hundreds of hours on pretty things, right? On pretty things. But even if you spend all your time on those pretty things, because I know some of you are instantaneously going to fight me on this because you're new and you haven't built multiple businesses that did over $10 million. I kind of don't like to take a lot of advice from people who haven't built multiple businesses in the seven figure ranges, because if they only built one, maybe luck. If they built multiple brands, multiple businesses, and they kept doing over and over and over again, they've got something in their head that seems to be working. And everyone who I've ever met did that, said, let's get a product out. Let's start with that. Now, the impulse would be, well, but nobody knows me yet. So I got to do all these other things. But if you do all those other things and no one knows you, you still need the offer to, once they know you, drive them to. And you want to be doing that right away. It's my deep belief that you want to create an offer and have that offer offer up for sale within the first 30 days of your business. And people go, oh my gosh, that's crazy. You can't do that. I'm like, if you can't create an offer and get it up for sale on the internet and get 10 people to go look at it, then you're not even trying and you need to skill up and join the modern economy. This whole idea of waiting three years to roll out a product is catastrophic for most people unless they have just unbelievable amounts of wealth from a previous career or their family. It's really important to say, okay, how do we get into business? How do we put some of that for sale? How do we get at it right away? Because here's the thing with brands. Brands develop over time. They look better. And for those of you who just don't understand this entrepreneurial journey, please go make sure you read Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Here, I'll type it in for you. Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Okay, he's the CEO of this company or was CEO of this company called Nike. And once you read the book, you'll realize, oh my gosh, this guy was like selling, he wasn't even selling Nike shoes. He was distributing other product makers' shoes at the very beginning. And it was like out of a crappy office, running around, like basically selling out of cars at like athletic, you know, sporting events, like had no idea what he was doing. Nike became Nike, but Phil Knight began with, we're selling shoes, this shoe, let's go. In other words, your brand has time to evolve, my friends. 
And so this story you tell yourself, no, it's all going to be perfect. It's all going to be right. You only have one chance at first question. You know who says that? You know who says people, you know, people say, well, you only have one shot at the first impression. You know who says that? Quitters. This is the only people who says that. Any person who's ever had long-term success does not say that. Because here, maybe it's true that you only have one chance with one person. The first time they see it, they like it, they don't like it, they go away. Maybe that's true with one person. But now the world is open to you with social media. The world is open to us in this digital universe that we can reach so many more people. I mean, yes, did you have to have the exact first great first impression when you were in town with 10 people and you could never meet more than 10 people? Maybe. But honestly, if you're in a town with 10 people and they're stuck with you, you're going to get chances day after day walking by them. Maybe they don't like you the first day. They're grumpy. Second day you come by, you say hi. You keep that smile on your face. You keep trying. You keep trying. You keep trying. There's so many people who saw me for the first time on a, a YouTube or a, or somebody else's you know show or a podcast or an ad, and they're like, I don't like that guy. But then I just stay at it. I stay consistent. I keep popping up in their feed. I keep popping up because I'm consistent, consistent. And then one day they gave me a shot, and they go, he's all right. Let me buy something from him. So I just don't believe in this whole you only have one shot at things. And if you look at my brand over a period of time, it's evolved. You know, it is completely, the brand continues to change with the marketplace. The brand continues to change as I hopefully mature and learn how to serve even better and bigger and broader. And so I don't want you to feel ever, ever this idea that you have to get everything perfect. What you need to do is ship. That means be scrappy, get something out there, sell it. So as you're beginning this next conversation about what your brand is going to be, I really want you to think of this. Create your offer. For those who are starting a new brand, that's everything. Denise and I, Transformation Week, great productivity masterclass. That's what we're selling. Let's go. Okay. Also, in that model, you're hearing this idea of creating a launch event. Okay. So we got an offer. Boom. Now we need to create a launch event. So we got an offer. Okay, it's called Productivity Masterclass. Great, let's work backwards from that. Launch event, what we call Transformation Week, which is really like a seven-day challenge, okay? So we did a seven-day challenge, and at the very end, launched our offer. That seven-day challenge was just to add value, just like I've taught you guys in the past, like creating an opt-in value offer sequence. Well, that same thing can be a seven-day challenge, right? They still got to opt-in for the challenge, deliver some value, make your offer, is framed in a different way with the seven day, 10 day, 14 day challenges example. But a launch event means this is you're going to tease this launch event for like six weeks out minimum, which means I started talking about transformation week way before I ever did it. And I sort of started hinting at HPX way before we ever did our first thing with it. And that's what I want you to do. It's like, think about how they launch movies they say this movie's coming, but then they're going to talk about here's how they made the movie. Here's the actors doing interviews about the movie. Here's all the buildup for the movie, launch movie. That's what you should be doing as well. But I think today we have the ability to create a launch event. And I think the best way to do that, and I've been sharing this with my masterminds, I think the best way to do that is to create like a, a seven-day challenge, 10-day challenge, a 30-day challenge, some type of challenge where they can engage in a, an event which is like a challenge or maybe a sweepstakes. And they can go through this process where they're talking about, talking about it, telling their friends, telling their, telling their friends, using specific hashtags to call out and to identify what you're doing and building towards something. And then bam, it begins and it goes and then it ends. And that's what I mean by an event. It doesn't run, uh, you know, it's not something you're trying to do forever. It's like, we're going to do this very specific campaign. It will end. And that launch event, once it ends, we will do a 72-hour deadline. You guys have heard me talk a lot about an expert's academy about this idea, right? So that's what we did. We did a seven-day challenge called Transformation Week. And throughout that challenge, we referenced some of our productivity tools, our productivity mindset. And then at the end, we introduced our productivity masterclass. And then we gave them 72 hours to sign up, and then it ended. That launch event gave us something to kind of galvanize ourselves around, galvanize our team around, galvanize our community around to create this thing. And here's the thing. My team and my wife would tell you, we did that this fast. Not a lot of strategy, not tons of time. I mean, we would have loved to have seven more months to do it. We didn't have that time. So 
what I'm trying to encourage you is get at it. Like get at it. Don't try to overly brand yourself, you know, get in the game. And here's another way to do that. When you're launching a brand, this is really important. When you're launching a brand, share the ugly journey that says ugly, share the ugly journey. And that, as I was sharing earlier, I got a card from a, a, a session I did earlier when I was talking about the idea of function over form, which means make the thing work, get it out there, get going. Even if it's not perfect, even if it's not pretty, even if it's not exactly what you want to do, get it going. I mean, and share that journey along the way. So when you're on social media, talk about it, like, gosh, today was really hard. You know, we're trying to find a location to shoot things. You know, I don't have my studio. I don't have a good camera. I don't have lighting. I just, I'm just beginning. Guys, please be patient with me as we're launching this thing. We're doing the best we can. That messaging, hey, we're doing this. Hey, it's hard. Hey, please be along the ride. Hey, if you like this and support this, please use this hashtag. That creates a community effect where people go, oh, let me keep tuning in and see what this guy's doing because, you know, maybe one day I'll build something. Maybe one day I'll scale something. Y'all follow? It's really important that you bring along the journey with you. Don't try to make it perfect. Don't try to do everything, uh, you know, so that you would say, oh, this is going to win some brand week award. You know, when you're first starting your business, your first, your very first obligation when you're first starting a business is to cash flow. That's your obligation. Your first obligation is that cash flow because if you don't make the money, you can't sustain the mission. You guys have heard me teach this before. So it's really important that you get at it, but just all along the way, as you're teasing this thing out, right? All along, share the journey. Like for example, as I shared, we're launching HPX here, in, like officially in, I think it's two weeks. I don't know that I have the launch date even nailed exactly. And along the way, I've just been sharing like, oh, this is hard. We're, we're at a hotel. Um, we're trying to do these new things. We're staying at a friend's house or we're out here. We're getting this camera. It's kind of making it up as I'm going along. And, you know, you see Denise jump in and out. It's just like, we, we, it's not perfect because we're moving at the same time. So imagine you decide to move your house, move your business, start a new team, scale up, you know, uh, from scratch, but you got to do it with, you know, new technologies, new city, new location, sometimes new language. It's super hard. New shirts. I mean, golly, I mean, it's just not easy to do. And so sharing that journey though, makes people want to be part of it. And it makes them say, I wonder what this is going to be like. Cause I mean, you guys are already asking me like, what's HPX going to be like? Okay. We saw a transformation week. What is it? What's coming? I know you're working on something, Brendan, and we are, but it's really important. Uh, Cheryl asked, so once the 72 hour deadline has ended, that means that people can no longer buy the product. Is that correct? No, it's not. Cheryl, what it means, and this is really good insight for those who are new to online marketing, is when a 72 hour deadline is done, it means they can no longer buy that offer. An offer is not always the same as a product. Let me give you an example. If I do a 72 hour deadline on Productivity Masterclass, that offer with Productivity Masterclass has a specific bundle with it. It has specific bonuses that they get, right? It doesn't mean that I can't sell Productivity Masterclass literally the next day online for the same price or more, even more expensive. But that bundle of the bonuses, that expires, right? So that's how you create live offer, like a live offer versus an evergreen offer. Your live offer might have the same core product, Productivity Masterclass, right? As your evergreen product, productivity masterclass. But when you're doing a live, when it's an ongoing, like a real live promotion that ends with a deadline, you add in specific bonuses or specific pricing that only exists during that specific promotion window. And that's what allows me to promote something all year round. For example, like total product blueprint, like total product blueprint will run all year long in our evergreen sequence but no one can find where to buy it on the internet. It's not on my website. It's running on the evergreen sequence. But when I do a big launch behind it, I put in brand new, you know, uh, new tickets or new bonuses. So it's a like a one-time offer. And that's how you kind of think about that. Jason says, let's see, um, considering the all access program, what do you do 
when you finish releasing all your courses and monthly releases, all access, what does the next monthly offering look like after you release them? Release them? Oh, Jason, uh, in my all access program, which is a great offer, I roll out 12 online personal development courses over the course of 12 months. Then after the last one rolls out over 12 months, you're paying for your library access, meaning to be able to access all those courses forever. Right. And so that's what the ongoing monthly is. I stop rolling out new courses, though I might throw in some surprises to the, that community. As many of you guys know who are in it, uh, one time, you know, I, I throw in an Oprah course or I throw in something new, but in general, you're paying access to the library, just like you're paying for, you know, Hulu or Netflix for those things. Uh, those are multi-billion dollar companies and keep adding new content. We add some new content to those sometimes, but mostly it's to give people all access and ongoing access to all those trainings. I hope that helps. Um, Marilyn likes the new shirt. Okay. She's the one. <laughs> okay. Hi, Rich. Nice having you here today. Jeff is asking, are you going to create a product, uh, a course on how to move halfway around the world while launching a product? Um, nah, you know what? Maybe after we've done it two or three times, uh, we did move from San Francisco, California up to Portland and at the very beginning of my career and launched and learned a lot in that process too. But uh, I would say same rules apply. Let me share a couple of them. Number one, you're gonna create your offer as soon as possible. And again, I'm not suggesting you put it on a napkin, put it up on your website, get it ready for sale, sell it, okay? Number two, create a launch event around that. That launch event can be a viewing party, it can be a webcast, a live cast, a seven day, 14, 21 day challenge, 30 day challenge. It can be a, you know, a summit where you, you interview a bunch of people and they're all promoting it. It can be anything you want, but make sure you have that event in mind and get ready to go. Then remember function over form, get it operating, get it going, get it looking just okay enough and go. Do not spend months and years planning the launch of anything because that months and year, unless you're rich, if you're super rich, go for it. If you're a starting entrepreneur and cash flow matters, get in the game. Um, share the ugly journey along the way. Many of you are like, hey, Brendan, when should I start talking about my new product? I'm like, now? But Brendan, I don't have a website yet. Fine, start talking about it. I don't, we don't have HPX yet. Some are like, I really want you to see, I'm practicing what I'm preaching. Like, we don't have HPX yet. The website's not up. The blog's not up. The, the, the podcast, the tools, the resources, none of that is up yet, but we've been talking about it for what, two and a half months now. And so don't feel like you have to have everything up. You can start talking about it now. If you're going to start, if you're going to launch your, your coaching program, your new book, your thing, start talking about it on social media now. Hey guys, I'm working on this project. Gosh. I went, I was supposed to write today. didn't go well today. Ah, gosh, you know, we're trying to build this website and ever work with a designer. It's so hard. Just share your journey now, not the perfect part, the hard part. What's, what are you doing during the day? How are you working towards it? And also don't think that you have to be some kind of movie producer or script writer where everything that you're sharing is so amazing. Just sometimes you're like, you know, we got caught in traffic today. We were on the way to the DMV. It slowed us down. We were supposed to shoot a bunch of videos. We got one video. It was kind of not good because we were tired from the traffic. But you know, guys, we're really excited about this mission because here's what we're doing. It can be that simple. So don't overthink it either. I would say that for the most part, the reason most businesses fail at the beginning isn't because they don't have a good idea. It's because they've overthought it so long that it prevented them from making any money. And they didn't get in the game. They didn't start talking about early enough to create anticipation and excitement. No anticipation, no excitement, no offer, no money. And now they're back to the regular nine to five or they're back to their old thing and they're not really succeeding at the level they want. Okay. I would say this, as soon as you've created that launch event and you do that 72 hour type of promotion around that launch event, then this is back to that early question. I want you to flip it back to evergreen as soon as possible. Okay. And when I say move, as soon as possible, I usually mean the next week. Okay. So if you close your, your launch event on a Friday night, then I'm like, Hey, open up again, my friends next Tuesday. Right. But change the offer, right? Change the offer, meaning take away some of the bonuses that they got during the live broadcast or change the price, make it a little more expensive than it was before. 
And if any of you are like, this just sounds weird. I'm like, no, this is called business. I mean, walk into a Nordstrom tomorrow and look at all the things they have on sale. Those things weren't on sale four months ago and they might not be on sale next week. So there's a limited time to promote something. They promote it, then they change the pricing structure and we're on, right? They're on to the next thing. So I think that's really important. Get your evergreen up. That means set up a system with ads where you can run people to your OBO. It's still the best way ever to build brand, build rapport, build value, build anticipation, close them down on a 72-hour sequence, and that thing can be running all day long. Let's see. Uh, Pinnikin is asking, can you please let me know how to get familiar on camera? I'm so afraid of how to plan a 10-minute video script. That's great. Pinnikin, don't start with a 10-minute video script. Start with a 60-second post on Instagram every single day for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, that's it. Start posting on social media for 60 seconds. Get good at 60 seconds, go longer. Get good at two minutes, go three. Go three, go four. Go four, go five, go five, go 10. That's it. The only way to get good on camera is to do it a lot. And anyone else who tells you anything else is crazy and hasn't done a lot of video. You just have to keep doing it over and over and over again. And the most important thing to getting good on video is to stop self-editing. Stop thinking you have a chance to stop the video and go. In fact, I tell most people, just when you're sh shooting your first videos, force yourself to talk through the entire video, just like you would on stage. If you're on stage and you're speaking, you don't get to stop mid-sentence and go, oh, I messed that up, let me go backwards. You're on stage, people are watching you. Just like if you're on a phone call with a friend, you don't get to go, oop, I guess let's edit this last five minutes. No, you're in a real conversation. And in real conversations, you're just speaking. It's just spontaneous. It's just extemporaneous. And you need to teach yourself to do that. So if you if 10 minutes for some reason is your number, my man, uh, go for it. Go 10 minutes. Challenge yourself to just keep going. But don't go like one minute and go, oh, let me start over. And then three minutes, oh. Because you'll start over 100 times before you get through 10 minutes. Instead, force yourself to complete the whole thing one time through. It's not going to be good. Force yourself to start over again. Go through all the way. Teach yourself to speak all the way through. Same for those who are trying to get good on stage. Force yourself to be able to go through the whole 60 minutes of a speech. Not go five minutes, oh, let me start over. Five minutes, let me start over. Go, go the whole way, then start over. You need to get a facility of being able to go the whole distance and then revisiting. Just like when you're writing a book. You should do the same thing. If you write one page and keep revisiting the one page over and over and tweaking, tweaking, you'll never write 300. Instead, write, then come back and revisit. That's how most authors work creatively. Not everybody, but for most people, their, their real skill is that they allow themselves to write. Then they come back and edit. Sometimes they write for the full day, then edit at the end of the day, or maybe they write a certain number of pages, then they visit. But just flowing and teaching yourself to flow is really really important. Hey all, it's Brendan, and I wanna make sure that you go check out growthday.com. It's an all-in-one personal development platform where you can do everything you would like to do for personal development in one place. You can capture your mindset journaling, set your goals, track your habits and improve them, take wellness challenges, and learn from the highest powered, highest paid, most respected motivational teachers, wellness coaches, and life coaches in the world live every week. One trial, we just call it Starter, that's where you're just using the tools. You know, it's the Mindset Journal where we prompt you with tons of research back prompts to help you become more positive, confident, self-aware, and happy. We've got your goal tracking system. That's where you set your personal development goals and reminders, so like reminders to meditate or reminders to call your partner and flirt or you know reminders to make sure that you do this one project. It's also got, importantly, your habit tracking system. This is where you can track your high performance habits, which we teach you to do. And then you receive targeted scores and recommended videos to improve those. Our pro level now includes live classes. 
You know, we've got the best teachers in all of personal and professional development, period, in the app. These folks all charge over $50,000 for a one hour keynote, but they're live every single month in growth day, teaching for 45 minutes. Then we have what we call all access. And that's where you get the tools plus the live classes, but also over 20 deep dive, powerful life transformative courses. So these courses, these classes, these are things that would cost over $3,000 a month to access. But Growth Day Pro, as an example, is less than a buck a day. Your personal development is worth a dollar a day. Your access to these people is worth a dollar a day. But you can start free right now when you go to growthday.com. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm gonna change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn to earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about you know their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're gonna get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot, you'll be motivated, and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Paula, uh, Renova says, when you create a new brand, does it have to be related to your prior brands or is it something completely new, totally unprecedented? It's totally up to you. I want everybody here to know, and we talked about this in a, uh, an advanced coach training I do this morning. If you're going to launch something totally new, launch something totally new. And all you have to do is do a very quick, maybe two or three email pivot with your audience. Hey guys, uh, you guys know me for this topic, but so many of you have been asking me about this new thing. And so I'm really excited to announce this new thing in coming days. I'll tell you more about it. It's really exciting. Brendan, next day. Hey, so much excitement of the people talking about my new thing I'm about to launch. Let me tell you why I decided to do it. I decided to do it because you guys were asking me about it and it was, it was in my passion. It was something I was really excited about. So I'm going to do this new thing and here's what it is. And then next day, uh, you know, hey, this new thing everyone's so excited about, here's what this launch event is around it so you can learn more. Here's what it is. Just get into it. Don't ever think that pivoting or transitioning to a new thing takes you more than three emails. If you can't do it in three emails, you're not thinking. I know that tons of people say, well, Brendan, 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 Brendan. It's going to take longer than that for me because I'm so-and-so or I'm this or I'm that. I'm like, no, that those are stories in your head. The market pivots 24-7. I mean, have you, did you watch the news today? And yesterday, did you see how many things changed? This is the world we're in. They're used to change. No one complains. We think that they complain. And the ones who complain, they're not meant to be along the ride with you in the future if you're doing something that you're passionate about. I think it's really important for you to switch and move as fast as you feel possible. Still deliver what you promised to the old folks, but change that program. And as I've been teaching my mastermind lately, program the program, build products and programs and offers that you're excited to deliver, that you wake up, that you're excited to scale. And if you're not, then you're just building the wrong things and you're building a busy work career, not a life's work career. We want you to build a life's work career. Okay, let's see. 
Uh, Susan Gregory says, does this work with a membership program? Launch, Evergreen, and offers. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's a simple, it's a very simple model. I, I honestly say it works with launching anything. If I was going to launch this pen, I'd do the same thing. Hey, guys, I've been working on launching the world's best pen. I'm really excited about it because, you know, most pens out there smell so bad that they make you want to be high. And this pen doesn't. And I would just go on and on about why I'm passionate about pens. We're going to do this at launch event. We hope you'll participate. Use hashtag blue pen. And here we go. And I talk about it for like 10, 20, 30 days. Then I do the launch event where I add a ton of value at the end of the launch event. Whether you call that launch event, you know, an OVO or a seven day challenge or just a webcast or a webinar or a one day live thing on Facebook or whatever it is that you do at the end of it, sell, sell and sell. Then give them a 72 hour deadline. Bam, that will launch anything. You can launch books with that. You can launch pens with that. You can launch ugly shirts with that. All right, let's see. Melissa Lieberman asked, what would you recommend offering in order to attract clients to book a consultation call with you to see if high-end coaching is a good fit? Melissa, I would do one video where I add a ton of value. And at the very end, I'd say, click the button down below to apply if you'd like to work with me one-on-one on this topic. I'd like to help you identify areas to focus on. I would like to help you advance more quickly. That's what I do as a coach, but it's not for everybody. So click the button down below and apply to get your free strategy session with me. One video. Then I do another video just like that. And I'd send it out and another video and another video. And I do it every single week for the rest of my life. That's how I get in the game. Now I could also go live on social media, teach, teach, teach at the end. Say, hey, go click the link in my bio or click the link in this post and go over and see if working one-on-one with me as a coach is a good idea for you. And I would do that all the friggin' time, all week long. And that's how I would get in the game of coaching these days. I think it's what most coaches do is they spend a tremendous amount of money building a big fancy website, getting a blog, getting a podcast, and they're failing to do the number one thing they have to do. Add value and right at the end of that value, boom put them into an application to, because remember, part of your value is getting them on that live coaching call to see if they're a right fit. So that's the job. That's how I would do it. I hope that helps. Let's see. Uh, Simon's asking, what's the number, what's the maximum number of launches you would do to your list per year? Um, I would do quarterly. If I was, now we're talking about a live launch. Okay. I think doing a live launch and a live launch means it is a launch event. It starts, it ends, there's a deadline, and that offer is only available during that time. I would do that four times a year tops. The rest of the year should be evergreen, and the rest of your business should be setting up that evergreen process where people are coming in, they're getting value, they're getting a specific offer that runs all year long, not just during that specific launch window. So I would be focused on that. I'd say four times tops, because you want to be building the anticipation, the value, the people excited about that launch event. And I, people would get tired after more than, say, four launch events. That's, again, a live launch. They get tired of it. So I would focus on the evergreen. Let's see. Nina says, can you do too much in a launch? I've just relaunched a three-month-long program. I use an assessment, three videos, a 14-day email sequence, and it's not selling as it has in the past. It's all automated this time around. Even the videos are pre-recorded or the replays of previous live events. I have a list. I have a social media bond. I think you absolutely can do too much. I don't think there's any, I think you absolutely can do too much, especially depending on the price point, right? The more expensive you're going to charge, our intent is, well, gosh, maybe I need to make that a 30-day or a 60-day promotion. And I think that was true five years ago, Nina. I think today it's, you can, you can, if you can add value in seven days, add value in seven days, put a 72 hour deadline on it. Go. That's it. So I don't think you have to do tons of bells and whistles anymore at all. I think the audiences are used to shorter windows of promotion. Audiences are used to emails every day for 10 days because of the 10 day challenge phenomenon. Um, and because of the way that people launch from ads and evergreen sequences. And I don't think you, you have to have any concern whatsoever with shortening that up. I think you can do too much. And what I usually tell people is just stick to one mode. It makes it a lot easier. So you're talking about, okay, I, you know, I use an assessment. I've got videos and then it's 14 emails. 
her 14-day email sequence, I'd be like, okay, if that's not working the way that you wanted to, do like three videos, sales video, countdown sequence. That's it. That's it. Take out the questionnaire. See if it's maybe just confusing people. Or in another case, you can do it. I would try three live broadcasts, like get people to register for each live broadcast, teach during the live broadcast, sell at the end, teach, sell, teach, sell, then give another 72 hour deadline, switch it up. Um, You're never going to know until you you do it. So I can't give you the exact answer, Nina, because I don't know your price point, what you're offering, but yes, you can do too much. And yes, I really believe simplicity continually will win the day. Soren Harrison says, do you have any specific recommendations for building a brand new brand and one more brand or more brand new courses at the same time? And how would that be different? Um, I personally think Soren that launch one thing at a time, one offer at a time. A brand is developed by offering multiple, like think about Apple. How did Apple develop? We sell iPod, then iPhone then iPad, then fancy computer, then fancy monitors, then dongles. (laughs) And so they built the brand through the product offerings. So I would roll one out at a time. And as you roll one out, put on Evergreen, meaning when they were selling iPhone, they didn't stop selling iPod. When they were selling iPhone, they didn't stop selling iPad. When they sold MacBook Pros, they didn't stop. So everything should be, once you build something, Keep it out there running. That's what we mean by evergreen, meaning it's always available for sale. But when you do a launch event around it, keep that with the deadline. Uh, and just do one thing at a time. Like we're about to roll out some new things in February uh, as we launch the brand of HPX. Like I'll make sure we keep you guys informed and we kind of uh, give you the insider scoop as we do our upcoming um, marketing trainings here. And that is our first product was a digital product. Our next product is a physical product. Then our next one after that is um, a subscription. And it's just like very slow, very methodical. Honestly, I could have launched a little bit more of it this month, but I didn't want to go too fast for myself and the team. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about our pace, even though it feels pretty frenetic for Denise and I being on an island trying to figure out things. Um, it's been... It's been about the right pace. So if you think about it, by the third month of the brand, we'll have launched three different marquee products or offerings, I should say. Let's see, this is good. Genevieve asks, hey, Brendan, what do you do if you already launched a product and you're not converting? You immediately change your messaging. You immediately change your sales video. Uh, you immediately change your, basically... Almost every non-converting issue is not the product and it's not the price point. So don't change those things yet. Those are That's the control, right? Don't change the product. Don't change the price point because that's your data set, right? The data is that. So you know that is not what's... what's I would tell people is what's not convert... The product's not converting. The marketing copy is what's not converting. What's being said in the emails or what's being said in the video is not checking the box of those mental triggers that you need to unleash for them to actually, I guess, mental triggers, you flip. Okay. You're not flipping the mental triggers that are necessary for a person to purchase. That's all that's happening. So don't blame the product. Don't blame the price. Change the copy. Make the copy more compelling, more needs-based. I mean, every copywriter in the world can tell a story of how they had one product. It just wasn't selling. They changed the copy. They changed the headlines. It did better. Every person who does video like me, I've done a million sales videos. Uh, I feel like, uh, not literally, but I've done a lot. And so many of them bombed the first time around. Uh, you know, ask anyone on my team. It's like, I, I got to launch this thing. We do the first video. It kind of sucks. I do another video. It gets a little better. And then I get you know, pissy with that, do another video and then maybe the third or fourth one converts even better. So keep at it. Uh, Exidy Row, the third. If you're focused, how fast can you create a product such as an ebook and 12 other major products and services in the thought leadership industry with excellence and sell them? Um, I believe you can do one a week. I think you can create a product every week and put the pages up and get all the marketing up in a week. 
right? You're going to have to continually market it. That's the whole idea of evergreen, right? But in terms of the actual creation, like, look, you guys have seen like total product blueprint or experts. Academy. That takes me a week to film that entire course. Like it doesn't mean that I always do it in a week because I might schedule it out over three weeks or something. But his question is if you're focused and uh, you know, I, I think I did actually do total product blueprint in like three or four days in one week. Uh, that ha- people say, well, yeah, you can do that, Brendan. I'm like, yes, I can do that. Cause I forced myself to do that so many times. I didn't come out of the womb being like total product blueprint, mama. It was like, no, I shot and filmed courses over and over and over. So I got better at it. That's it. And you're never going to get better at it until you do it. So no excuses. Get at it, my friends. Uh, I think I, I can't think of a single product online that you couldn't create in a week. In ebook, man, I mean, how many of you guys went to school, high school or college, and a paper was due, it was like a 12-page or 20-page paper, and you put it off to the last minute, you got yourself a can of Mountain Dew or a cup of coffee uh, or a pot of green tea, and you finished that paper in one night. When you got to do it, you can do it. Uh, I also recommend that you don't wreck your health and wellness so you can stay a long journey, but come on, let's all be honest. If we need to get something done, we can get it done. Um, and then once you get it done, just keep beating it up, make it better and better and better. Test yourself, get better at it. That's the way to do it. Let's see. Andrew says, what do you think about video with just a voice? And what Andrew means is what I think of like slides going by with just the voice behind it. So you just see the text and there's just voice to it. I think that's wonderful for some people. I think, uh, as you're learning to do sales videos, it's very common. You just put text on there and you read it. And that's easy because it's script based and it's a video. So a video sales letter or a scripted sales video, I think those are good. They won't outconvert somebody who is being authentic in the moment and compassionate and, you know, making clear calls to action in a video. So I think everybody should aspire to be able to close on video. Everybody should. And I know tons of people argue with me. They're like, well, Brennan, not everybody can do that. I'm like, no, everybody can. There's a tremendous number of people who become news anchors who could, who sucked at reading teleprompter, but they did it 500,000 times and they got better at it. So skill or video is a skill. It is not charisma. People think, well, I'm not charismatic or I'm not funny or I'm not this or I'm not. That has nothing to do with it. It's practice. You practice, 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 get feedback and feedback and feedback, get coaching, get coaching, get coaching and stay in the game over a period of time. You get better. Okay. Teresa Joyce. So her question is, how do you build a brand while you're still working a nine to five? And I have, you know, probably three sets of advice here. Number one, make sure, because you're doing it on your own, you're right, you're doing it on your own time outside of that nine to five job. Make sure you understand the rules and the contract that you signed of employment to make sure you're not breaking any rules. That's really important because if you develop a patent or an amazing course or amazing program while you're at your nine to five, if you sign a specific contract, they have ownership to that, even if you're doing it on the side. So make sure you always understand the laws. Consult your, your HR person or your uh, attorney. It's really important. Understand the rules of because depending on what your job is. Number two, know the plan. Meaning have your mentor gone through their course, know the plan. Because if you're doing it on the side, you really need to be effective and efficient. And most people are like, I don't know. And they're making up as they're going along and they're wasting five years. So invest in yourself. If you've got a job, that means you got some money come in, invest in yourself, get around a mastermind, get around a group or buy that person's course or program or their membership and study, 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 and then execute. Number three, make a plan in your mind to, as Brian Tracy says, know your number. Like, how much would you have to make on the side to quit the full-time job? What I usually tell people is, if you can make 25 or 30% on the side of what you're making at your salary, so you're spending all time, like you're full-time at your job, but on the side, you're making 25 or 30%, that means if you gave that 25 or 30% your full-time, your full effort, it would quickly grow, match or beat your salary, not always. Obviously, you got to look at your finances and know your own numbers. But I found that to be a fairly good uh, planning point, that 25 or 30%. Um, and then another thing that's convenient, if money isn't the big thing, meaning you're like, okay, I'm doing fairly good. I got enough to survive for a while. I, I think I can make some money. Uh, I've tested it. I'm making 5%, 10% or something like that. But you hate the current nine to five. 
then this is what I tell everybody, regardless of entrepreneurism, regardless of thought leadership or marketing, I say, if you hate your job, then tonight you open up your calendar, you go out six months from today, you set a date. And that six months from today, that date, that's the day you quit. Hell or high water, that's D-Day. That gives you six months to skill up. Six months, get your resume. Six months, networking events. Six months, being awesome to the boss. Six months, seeing what's out, out there. Because in six months, you can be ready to go if you're honest with yourself. Okay? So I, I believe that that's also a good demarcation line for people. And if obviously six months is arbitrary. That might be three months for you. That might be nine months for you. But I don't believe it has to be much longer than that for most people. But they got to do the work in between. Right. The presupposition is you're doing the work in between to prepare yourself, to get yourself ready, to know what's out there, to be able to launch and get going. Okay. I want to start a new membership site, totally different from what I've done in the past. It will have two programs. Can I start with just one program for less money and then add in the second program when I'm ready and charge more to get people to sign up for both? I suppose people could opt to have one program or the other rather than both. What are your thoughts on how to roll this out and structure it? I genuinely believe when you are ready to launch one program, launch one program. What people do is they go, well, I'm, I'm going to, you know, what they, they say, well, I'm going to launch this program and then this program and this program. And they wait forever because they never get all three together. Right. Trying to listen, trying to herd three cats is a lot harder trying to herd one. So go grab that first cat. I have no idea where this metaphor is going, but you get the idea. Get that first one, get it launched, get it out there see that it works. Because here's another thing. People often say, well, I'm going to launch these two programs at once. And, and no one even wanted the first one. And so they're, they're screwed. So they spent all this time developing both when really one would have done. So I'm like, launch the first one, get it going, then launch another program. And for those of you who go, well, Brennan, I don't agree with your advice or whatever. Well, I don't know. This little company that has raised, what, over $100 million in funding right now called Masterclass, they started that way. One level of subscription. That was it. You could buy a single course for 97 bucks. Or we could buy all of them for 180 bucks. That's it. And so they didn't try to add on lots of layers. They tried to prove the model and make that first offer work. And they mobilized, you know, at first, I mean, to give you an idea, they had at some point, uh, I was out there, I, I think they had like, they were coming up on like 200 employees and they had one offer level, one subscription level. So think about that. We all think, oh, I got to have 50 things. Oh my gosh. But these companies, they don't. Look at Apple. Maybe, well, at one point, the biggest brand in the history of the world, they didn't have that many products, right? For tens of thousands of employees to have, what, six marquee products, uh, that's, that's pretty telling that you don't have to have a lot. You have to work what you got. That meant, I, I'm pretty sure I meant to rhyme that. Okay. Tom says, I've done a lot of coaching, got a new brand. How do you shift to a subscription? Tom, you're on a video saying, hey guys, I've got a new subscription program. Here's what's in it. Here's why it's awesome. Here's why it's a great deal. Here's what you get with it today. Here's why you should buy it right now. Here's a button down below. Go. Roll out the offer, guys. Just get the offer going. Uh, Julie. Hi, Julie. Kerr says, Brennan, I love your shirt and your mess. I <laughs> love your shirt. Wow. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> your predictability masterclass. A big reason why I want to be successful is because I don't want to let you down. Uh, since you're unofficial, you're my unofficial life coach. Thank you very much. I don't have a real question. I just want to thank you for how much you've changed my life for the better. What's it like being so awesome? Oh, and Denise is awesome. Julie, you're so kind. I appreciate that very much. Um, and Julie, just because you're super awesome, we will make sure that we get you a VIP ticket to our next event for free, uh, whether you want to come to High Performance Academy or Experts Academy. That's Julie Kerr, team. Um, that's so kind of you. David Dawson says, how do you keep the launch event offer separate from those who take advantage of it later because they want to wait until after launch? Do you create a separate landing page? Yes, create a separate landing page. And remember, create a separate offer. A separate offer means it's a different price or it's a different bundle of bonuses with it. Yeah, good question. Let's see. Jennifer Lamarte asks, do you have any suggestions for where to start? Facebook, Instagram, podcast, writing, or where your passion is, you answered your own question. Yeah, where your passion is. If you love writing blogs more than Facebook, write some blogs, post them up on Facebook once in a while. If you like photography, 
better than podcasts, start with Instagram. Uh, there is no right way to start. And as you evolve, you're going to do all of them anyway, or hire or outsource somebody to do all of those things. If you're in the thought leader space, you don't have to though. I mean, this whole idea that you have to be engaged and doing seven posts on all the things all the time is just simply not true. There's a lot of people who just choose one and say, I'm going to go live on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube every day. And that's all they do. They don't even post anything else. They just let the, the replays be itself. Other people, they post five, seven quotes or memes a day, and that's all they do on Facebook. Other people have it all integrated. Start with one, do it consistent, do it well. When you feel like you got it under control, rock on with your bad self and go on the next one. Okay. Let's see. Jeff Carl says, what are the steps you follow to create successful Facebook ads or Instagram ads? What I would do is I would log right into your Experts Academy members area, which you have since you are here or your membership for this, and go watch the ones on ads because I totally taught that in a previous session, which you probably have access to. Um, I would also go to facebook.com forward slash ads and study their tutorials because they're always revealing case studies and here's what works and here's what's going on. Jose Luis says, is it okay to record a live seminar session and then upload it as a course and just break it into 20 to 30 minute parts? Yes, but I would also go in and add some downloads, some tools. I'd add the audio. I'd add maybe a challenge or community along with it. So it's not just recordings because no one wants to buy recordings. They want to buy a program. So add community, add resources, add tools, add the ability to comment and interact with you, and then you're good to go. Okay, Jeff was asking... Uh, just did a mini launch. When's a good time to relaunch something? A good time to relaunch something, uh, if it was a live launch, um, I would say a good time is when you feel like you can build the anticipation, get lots of opt-ins for it again, and then go. I would relaunch it as far as Evergreen the very next week, have that thing up and running with a different offer price or bonus structure, but get it back in rotation pretty quick, especially if it worked. Do I recommend using subtitles in Facebook ads? Yes. That means the transcription that would usually go at the bottom of video, add that. It definitely helps in Facebook ads as we have seen. Okay, y'all, that was a fire hose of questions, but honestly, you ask amazing questions. You guys got the curriculum today. I hope that this supported you. I can't wait to see you continually putting your voice out there, kicking some butt. Keep sharing your voice. The world needs it right now. We're lacking leaders, we're lacking good values, and we're lacking people sharing a lot of positivity and education. And you guys are leading the way on that. So keep following that impulse to share. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out. Hey, it's Brendan, and I want to tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple of years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really, Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff. 
and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because, you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in. I've got paying members coming in. I've got all these different products or courses or programs. And, and they've always had these different logins. They've been all over the place. Now, with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post. I can post. We can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio, so can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own not an option, too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so.